I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 265. And it's another one of our world-renowned revisited episodes where we take another look at a game we covered way back in the early baby days of Remember the Game. And this time around, we're actually talking about a pair of games that we covered way back on episode 27, and that is Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and its lock-on partner, Sonic and & Knuckles. And when we originally covered these back in the day, I was working primarily off memory. I didn't play them a lot growing up, but over the past couple of weeks, I actually played through both Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles on the Origins Collection. Beat both of them, by the way, because I'm slowly getting not completely shitty at Sonic. Uh, and they were quite enjoyable, and I have quite a bit to say about both these games. And listen, I know the soundtracks are different. I had people telling me, don't play the Origins Collection. The soundtrack's different. It ruins the games. I honestly don't know the original soundtrack, so that didn't matter to me at all. I will say I looked them up for this episode, and uh, yeah, the originals are pretty, pretty fucking good. But it didn't bother me to play the new ones without them, because I didn't play the old ones. I didn't know what I was missing out on. Uh, good. Original soundtracks are great. These games are great. Everything's great. Good. Happy. I'm happy. We're all happy. Obviously, the lock-on technology is the first thing I think most people think of when you think of these original games. And we're definitely going to get into that because, let's be honest, it's pretty fucking sick. I thought it was cool back then. I think it's cool fucking now. It's like, it's like the first ever DLC. It's awesome. But it's not just 
And if you don't know the lock-on technology, Sonic 3 released that as its own cartridge. And then about eight months later, they released Sonic and Knuckles as its own cartridge that you could actually plug Sonic 3 into and then put the whole thing into your Genesis to start building that tower of power everybody knows and loves. And uh, it kind of expanded the game. It was a really, really cool concept. But it's not just the lock-on technology. These soundtracks slap. These are two new Sonic games that are both awesome. They're bigger than the legendary Sonic 2. They got the introduction of Knuckles. These are landmark titles for the Sonic franchise. And I'm glad I finally sat down and like put some real time into them. And for lack of a, you know, I hate saying this, but I got good and learned how to beat them and all that stuff. Um, do I like them better than Sonic 2? I don't think so, but they're still great. I don't hate them or anything. It's just, I think I think Sonic 3 and Sonic and Nuffles are, are, are certainly more ambitious. I think Sonic 2 is a little bit more polished and refined, if I'm being honest. They're all great, awesome-looking, fun-to-play games. Uh, my guest this week, making her long-awaited and much-anticipated return to the show, is my friend Kate, the Sega Kid. And we spent an hour going back to the console wars, the fun console wars not the toxic cesspool of console wars that exists today but the nintendo sega console wars which were good times uh and we talked lock on technology with sonic knuckles and yeah that useless rat tails and we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of being useless it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are long, but they're fun. We talk video games and all that kind of stuff. And you don't need to go out and download a second podcast and attach it to the first one to be able to listen to the whole thing. Although that's a really cool idea. Uh, But seriously, if you want to skip the intro, you just want Sonic Talk, go to the 30-minute mark. You'll be right around. When I always try to time it right around 30 minutes. But I recommend listening to the whole thing. After the plugs, we just talk video games and stuff. It's fun. Give me two minutes for my plugs. It's how we keep the bills on. Our summer sale that we began in August is running until the end of next week, the end of September. And you can save 20% on all Remember the Game merch at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. We have some new fifth anniversary designs. They are awesome. They were all drawn by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. And you can find our merch at RememberTheGamePodcast.com if you're interested. Like I said, 20% off till the end of the month. And of course, if you don't like clothes, I get it. I don't either. You can always just support us on the old Patreon box. It's about the best deal in the history of the internet. And all of our Patreon podcasts are finally available on Spotify. Thank fuck. And if you don't know, we offer four ad-free podcasts a week. We have a new show for you Monday through Friday. It's pretty ridiculous. Every Monday, it's Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our Simpsons show, hosted by both myself and former Hall of Famer Mark McHugh. Every Tuesday, it's The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about comedy, TV, movies, sports, and whatever I feel like talking about. Every Friday, it's Game Patch, my modern gaming news show, where I talk about the biggest news in current gaming, give you sales picks, etc. Last week was crazy because we broke down that Nintendo Direct. It was awesome. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and that's a different gaming show show each week we do rankings we look back at characters consoles genres franchises we do some comedy episodes there's a ton of modern game reviews uh this past week it was expansion past 178 and i dropped my second straight modern game review with sea of stars from sabotage studios it is a love letter to chrono trigger it's a modern rpg that plays like a retro jrpg and it's honestly probably a top three game that i have played in this packed year of 2023 as of now and as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass my spoiler free sea of stars review so you have these two solstice warriors that can control the powers of the sun and the moon and then their friend garl that has no powers whatsoever he's just a really nice guy 
So uh, I'll break down the combat and everything as we get on into the review here. But that is really the basic gist of the game. I, I, I thought the combat never got old, uh, which is a big problem for me. This is one of my big roadblocks with classic turn-based JRPGs is I get bored of them. Just picking attack, picking attack, picking attack. And that kind of gets to me. And and this game does a great job of throwing in enough little additions, enough spices in the seasoning to keep it interesting without overdoing it. I it's and, and it borrows some stuff from Mario RPG. It does borrow some stuff from Chrono Trigger. Uh, we'll get into the combat and stuff more in a minute. But I never, not one time playing this game did I find myself bored of the combat. And I don't, it's very rare in JRPGs that I can say that. And so that is, I think, what put it over the top for me. And that's now available on our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 179. And ever since it was announced last week, people have been asking me, what do you think of F-099? I've gotten so many messages and comments about it. So I'll answer that question tomorrow on Thursday with a uh, podcast dedicated entirely to Nintendo's new Battle Royale racer. It'll be my F-099 I guess review. That'll be expansion pass that goes live tomorrow for all our Patreons. Again, subscription started $3 a month to get four, up to four. The four, four technically, all right, in the interest of transparency, technically you get two extra shows for three bucks a month or you get four extra shows a week for five bucks a month. But either way, it's three to five dollars a month for two to four additional podcasts every week ad-free, plus instant access to hundreds of archive bonus podcasts, plus access to our 1,200-plus member Discord, the chance to vote on our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows, you can DM with me, and you even get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patriots. I'm going to fuck both these first two up. I don't know if this is Rage Ogre or Rad George. So I'm going with Ray George. I don't know. I'm sorry. But Regorji George. Dakota Mahid or Majid. That's 0 for 2 on these names. Chorizo Nino. I got that one. David Schroeder. Armin Tamzarian. Superpowers in Waves. Pelsh, Pelsh owned. Bowser the Butt Chug. <laughs> I like that. De Devin Holman. Jigsaw. Theodore. 35 Roly Smith 41. That's a Dwayne Rollis and Mike Smith reference right there. Jeff B. And Eddie Tafoya. Thank you all so much for the support. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, we donate 5% of our Patreon income to the Stollery Children's Hospital. It's 20, 20, part of my 24-hour stream at the end of every year. And we offer annual subscriptions that'll save you your 12 months fees. And finally, you can find me over on Twitch whenever I get on there. Twitch.tv slash remember the game. Come by and say hi. It's fun. All right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridges. Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Bobby Litton, who said, with some GameCube games getting remastered on the Switch, do you think Wind Waker and Twilight Princess may be next? Uh, yeah, I do. Actually, Well, Wind Waker, because Wind Waker already has that HD version on the Wii U. I I'm shocked that that hasn't already been brought over to the Switch. Uh, Twilight Princess, I could see. If we got Skyward Sword and stuff, I could see those. I'm, I'm shocked we didn't get those during uh, the 25th anniversary of Zelda a couple years ago. I think I made, I think I said I'd eat my hat if we didn't get those, and uh, we didn't get them. And I'll tell you right now, if you've never tried to pass a hat, whew, not, not pleasant. But yeah, I could see it. Um, I know some people have said, uh, 
you know, actually, we're going to get to this a little bit later, too. Some people have said Nintendo seems to be doing a lot of remakes lately and a lot of re-releases. I don't disagree, but I think they're getting into the, 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 end, of the, the end of the line with the Nintendo Switch. I think by this time next year, they'll have announced the Switch. It might even be out. I don't think it will be. I think it'll come out in the, in the fall. Uh, like I, I'm predicting October of next year is when the next Nintendo system releases. But they got to start saving some of their biggest bullets for launch titles for that next system. I mean, whether it's Metroid Prime 4, if it's a new Donkey Kong, if there's a new Mario, if there's Mario Kart 9, if, if multiples of those games are in development, I think sooner than later, they need to shift their attention toward their next system and have a launch lineup ready. And I think remasters and stuff like that of these old games are a great way to kind of, you know, keep the Switch propped up as they chug across the finish line because most systems like they start to slow down toward the end right They're you know because developers are shifting their attention to the new system and everything like that uh so i i, I think we could get some more gamecube games as you all know we got metroid prime remastered uh, if you haven't seen it yet we're getting paper mario the thousand year door remastered next year which is fucking awesome uh i wouldn't be surprised if we got wind waker i wouldn't be surprised if we got twilight princess uh, i'm trying to think of what else on the on the gamecube i think metroid prime 2 is practically a lock. I wouldn't be surprised if we got Luigi's Mansion because I know we're getting the Luigi's Mansion 2 port over there pretty soon. It just It's a great way to prop it up. I Would I rather just see the original GameCube games added to Nintendo Switch Online? Absolutely. Are they going to do that? No, because now they know we made them. We blinked. We fucked up because we blinked and showed them that we'd pay for them. So now they're going to make us pay. But yeah, I could see those happening. I feel if I had to pick three GameCube games that haven't already been announced that I think are going to get Switch ports before it's all said and done, Switch remasters, Metroid Prime 2 is number one. Wind Waker is number two, even if it's just that Wii U port. And maybe Twilight Princess does make sense as a third one because Zelda sells. Yeah, probably those three. I think that's what it'll be. Uh, thanks for writing in, buddy. The Supreme Chosorizo said, Nintendo says they're already working on the next mainline Zelda. Where do they go from here? Personally, I want a Wind Waker sequel. I would love a Wind Waker sequel. I don't think we're going to get a Wind Waker sequel. Um, I don't know. They've said that, you know, they've they've run the ship. Sorry, there's two Zelda questions out of the top. Uh, to I guess one wasn't totally a Zelda question, but two Zelda questions out of the top on a Sega Sonic episode. Um, they've said that they're not going to go back to the Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom well again right away. So, assuming, because I wouldn't be surprised if we get like an HD port of Breath of the Wild as a launch title for the next system. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But as far as the next new mainline Zelda game, um, I, I think that they go back to 2D. I think we get uh, something along the lines of a, a Link Between Worlds, maybe the Link's Awakening remake, the clay-looking kind of one. I think that's what they'll do, because I think those are probably easier to make, and I think that'll buy them time to make the next 3D one. So that's my prediction, is that we get uh, we get another 2D, 2D Zelda. Or uh, just because I seem to be willing shit into existence like crazy now, uh, a full-blown remake of Ocarina of Tim. Uh, but I think it'll be a 2D Zelda. I think that'll be the next one. Uh, Moses McGillicuddy wrote in and said, I've been watching this guy on YouTube called The Completionist. And man, it just seems like torture. Prior to being so busy with the show, have you ever been uh, the type to, or have you ever been a 100% completed game guy? Uh, first of all, yeah, shout out to The Completionist. I've watched, the Jared, I've watched The Completionist a bit. And uh, I feel like that would ruin gaming. I'm sure he doesn't do it all himself. I'm sure he has help. But that just, like, if you've never seen it, this dude does everything in a video game. And some of the games today with how big they are, it just sounds like hell. Because I'm not a trophies or achievements guy. I rarely go for 100%ing uh, games to answer your question, Moses. I did it with, like, Super Mario World. Um, I've never 100%ed a Donkey Kong. I don't 100% my RPG. No, I'm not. I'm not. Truthfully, no. Very rare. I only have two games that I've gotten all the achievements on. 
uh, and that is uh, uh, Cyber Shadow and Nobody Saves the World. I have one platinum trophy on my PlayStation account, and that's for Sly Cooper. Which was fucking awesome, so I guess I 100%ed that. But no, I would say 90% of the games I play. I beat them. I definitely put a lot of time into them, but I'm very rare do I go for the complete uh, the complete 100%. Pretty, pretty rare. So, no, not not for me. I would call myself the non... The, I would call myself the half-ass... The half-assedness. The completionist, the half-assed. I am officially Adam the half-assedness. Uh, Pelshoned. Said, with all these remakes being released in the last few years, are you as afraid as I am that the video game industry will become what Hollywood is today with remaking everything? You know, I don't know, Pelshoned. A lot of people have mentioned that we're getting uh, too many uh, remakes and stuff these days. I Listen, we are getting a lot. I won't deny that. We are getting a lot of remakes. But I'll say a majority of them I enjoy. Like, Resident Evil 4 Remake is going to be a finalist for my game of the year. It was fire. Resident Evil 2 Remake was insanity. Death Space Remake was really good, although kind of not necessary, but still really good. Final Fantasy 7 Remake was spectacular, and Rebirth looks awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, pro, I'm pro remakes with the caveat of, like, I hope it doesn't stop us from getting new games. And I don't feel like it has. We're still getting new Final Fantasies. We're still getting new Resident Evils. We're still getting new Zeldas and new Marios and new Metroids and new insert the game that's been remastered for you here's. So as long as we're still getting new games, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's an easy way because the thing is too, and I think this is something to be kept in mind is games are getting bigger than bigger and bigger and more complicated and, and harder to make. And they take longer to develop, right? So game developers, and I might be talking out of my ass. I've never developed a video game, but I assume they're getting bigger and harder to make. So game developers need stuff to stop to fill the gaps between these long development cycles, right? So remakes and remasters are an easy way to resell a game that people like. Um, and the thing is, is like the fact remains, whether you like them or, and I'm, this is not directed directly at you, Pelshoned, but for everybody that thinks there's too many remakes and remasters, the, the companies wouldn't keep making them if they weren't selling. So clearly people are buying them. And if people are buying them, why wouldn't you keep making them? And if they're an easy and affordable way to kind of fill in the gaps between your really big, complex 200 hour, uh, RPGs and stuff, then, then so be it. I, I enjoy the remake. I love it. I love seeing PS1 and old old games remade. I, I want them to keep making them, just not at the cost of new games, which I don't feel like we've we've crossed that threshold yet. Maybe someday, but not yet. Uh, Chris Pynchon said, if you could choose one game to show your 10-year-old self what the future of gaming looks like, what would you choose? Would it be a high-resolution epic like God of War? Would it be a mobile game like Genshin Impact that shows how much power you have in your pocket? Would it be a gigantic game like Ark just to show we don't need to worry about discs anymore? Or maybe Minecraft with its endless gameplay and infinite creativity? That's a great question. You know, my first thought was I'd show 10-year-old me Tetris 99 because I love Tetris as a kid and just be like, someday this game will be your life. But... Uh, in reality, if I was going to show young 10-year-old Adam what the future of gaming looks like, you know what? Keep in mind that I was 10 in 1993. So I was 10 before PlayStation, before Xbox. I was 10 in the Super Nintendo Genesis era. I'd probably show me uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild. Because I'd be able to relate to Zelda more than a God of... I honestly don't think 10-year-old me would like God of War. I'd, I'd be like... Because I don't care about mythology and stuff. I think... I'd be like, this looks nice, but... Even as a kid, the graphics never mattered to me. I just wanted to play a game I liked. But I think Zelda is like, this is old, but it's new. This is what Link to the Past will be like in 30 years. I, I think... I think, yeah. I think Tears of the Kingdom is the game that I would go back and show me. Or Minecraft. But I think if I showed young me Minecraft, he'd be pissed off that he couldn't play it. 
Because I'd be like, all right, well, now I'm going back to the present to play Minecraft. Fuck you, stupid Adam with your goofy eye and your big glasses. Everybody hates you. So. <sighs> Uh, Danny Gauthier wrote and said, Hey, Adam, the terrific podcaster. Thank you. For real, I'm very interested by the way you hook us by using the same catchphrases in every show. Like, it's time for another edition of the infamous intro. This is my retro gaming podcast where a buddy and I sit down and geek out with the games we played back in the day. Those are certainly easily recognizable by your fans, and I must say I really like it. I often find myself speaking over you while listening. That's how much those catchphrases have an impact. Did you always do this, and why did you take this art direction, so to speak? That being said, you're my first Patreon feed subscription, and even though I'm a new Patreon, I'm already a big fan of Remember the Game Industries and plan to up it to another tier to support the show and have access to the rambling idiot Godspeed, man. Thank you so much, Danny. That feels good. Thank you. Um, truthfully, I just enjoy it when shows do that. I never originally intended to have the catchphrases like the the intro where I said this is my retro gaming podcast or the stuff like the infamous intro, uh, play one, remake one, erase one. But I, I really liked it when they started to catch on and I, I enjoy that when shows I listen to have those like trademark segments and lines and stuff i i find that like it's like i know i'm listening to the same show every week i like the i like the the repetition i i like the it's like comfort food as it were uh so that's honestly all it was that it was an artistic decision i guess and it was just because that's something i enjoy from my podcast so i stole it from all the good shows i listen to straight up that's what it was but i'm glad you're enjoying it too danny thank you and thank you for the patreon support buddy uh benzeal 909 Said, hey, Adam, really enjoy all the podcasts. I'm turning 46 this month. I'm getting old. You are getting old. I have such limited time to play games, one or two hours a day if I'm lucky. So now I play on easy to mainly experience the story and get through whatever game quickly since I have such a huge library to play. Do I deserve single or double secret probation for doing that? Uh, you're safe. I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll put you on double secret probation for something, but uh, but you're safe. You're fine. I play some game. Not often. Most of the time I play normal. If it's a game I really know and like, I'll play it on hard. But if it's a game in a genre that I'm totally new to and confused to, especially for the podcast, sometimes easy is what I'll do because I want to experience the story as well. So I have never understood the shaming of people for what difficulty they play on. Sometimes people come at me and they're like, what, what difficulty are you playing insert this new game on? And I'm like, I don't know. Probably the, I usually play default. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I like, if you care, then that's great. I don't. I I just I'm like just I'm just playing the game. So I have no problem with that at all, Benzio. Play on easy, enjoy it when you're one or two hours a day. Plus, you're getting 46, you're getting slow. You're not gonna be able to beat these games on medium or hard anytime soon anyway. So keep it easy, take it easy, be easy. Trademark. Uh, and finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. The rock star. Wrote in and said, from the city of Great Britain, just Britain before Chuck Norris visited, I'm excited to have finally joined after starting to listen back in March. One thing, if you haven't already, would you go back to live podcasts with guests rather than the phone calls? And secondly, as a quick note, congratulations to you and your partner from the other month. Thanks for the awesome content. Regards, the Rockstar. Thank you, Rockstar. Uh, I appreciate that. And this is something some people bring up that I, I've been wanting to address. So this is a great opportunity. If you listen to the very early episodes of Remember the Game, we used to do them in person. And then when the pandemic hit and we weren't allowed to be near each other anymore, then we started doing them over the phone. And now it's mostly a combination of either over the phone or some of the ones with better audio are through Zencaster where my guests have a microphone and they can do this like I do. Um the truth is we'll probably never go back to in-person podcasts for a multitude of reasons. Number one, a lot of my regular guests have actually moved away. A lot of them don't live in Edmonton anymore. Some of them live in BC, Ontario. One lives in the States. So it's just we can't do them in person. Uh, number two, when we started the show, 
we would bang out two episodes in a session. So a friend would come over for a couple hours. We'd have a beer. We'd bang out two podcasts. But I, I could, dude, there was a time in Remember the Game History where I had 9, 10, 11 episodes in the bank. Because we were talking about games I remember from my childhood. You could come over. We could bang out two, no problem. Now I almost play a game a week to get ready for the episode of the show. Because we've almost run out of old games that I know well enough to just cover. So... I don't have time to have a guest over to record two in a row. And a lot of the time we're scrambling to squeeze it in on like Monday night when the show goes live on Tuesday. So we don't have as, you know, a lot of my friends have kids and stuff now. Some of them have live out of town. They all have jobs. So the phone is just so much more practical for them. I would love to do all of them over microphone like this on Zencaster with it sounding smoother and everything. But the problem with not having a consistent co-host, if I just had one co-host, like Mark McHugh on Purple Monkey Dishwasher, we made sure we got him set up with good audio equipment so we could do them over the, the Zencaster and the audio is crisp and we both sound like we're in the same room. Some of my friends, you know, they do one of these every six months and they don't own any of this equipment. It's just like a fun hobby to them. Phone is the only option. Like I'm not going to, I can't afford to buy everybody a mic and set it all up for them. So I appreciate the feedback. I know a couple people have mentioned it. Um, I hope that makes a little sheds a little bit more light on our process. It's just unfortunately not not practical these days, uh, like it used to be back in the day. Plus, I'll be honest, I don't want them in my fucking house because some of them are shady people. But mostly the first couple reasons. Thanks, Rockstar, for the support and kind words. Thanks everybody for writing in. As always, we need to keep the ball rolling. So let's switch things up and do our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game. The third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers. There is a right one, though. We'll get there in a minute. And this week, since we're talking Sonic, I went with three of his highest rated games. Sonic 2, Sonic Adventure 2, and Sonic Generations. And 50% said you'd play Sonic 2, remake Sonic Adventure 2, and erase Sonic Generations. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Nick Finnegan, I love saying that name, said, that's a tough one. I play Sonic Generations. I only got a few levels in when I first got it, but I love the jump between 2D and 3D. I'd remake Sonic 2. It's a perfect game as is, and I've still not bleaten that bloody egg robot at the end, but a remake could just put a lick of paint on it and maybe add an online mode, and I'd bin Sonic Adventure 2. It's not a bad game at all. To be fair, I thoroughly enjoyed it when it came out, but I've not fully experienced Generations, so I'd rather play it and bin this by proxy i'm never gonna dunk on somebody for erasing the game they've played to death and trying to try out new games that is always gonna be sad logic and anytime you erase sonic adventure 2 that is fine by me because i fucking hate that game uh i promise not all the comments are erasing sonic adventure 2 uh that said el wapo rivs said play sonic generations because i've never played it and it looks fun remake sonic 2 because that game is amazing it could use a fresh coat of paint and erase sonic adventure 2 because aside from having shadow the first sonic adventure is way better and we don't need this one i agree i love the original sonic adventure and if you don't know why i hate sonic adventure 2 go back and listen to the episode if it was just sonic and shadow that game would be fine but all the other people's levels fucking suck uh, Slick Rick said Sonic's movies and cartoons are better than his games. And this is coming from a Sega kid. I'll play Sonic 2, I guess. It's a classic, but I still think it's gimmicky and gets old fast. Fuck those water levels. Agreed on the water levels. Erase Sonic Generations because Sonic is overrated. And remake Sonic Adventure 2 and then throw it in the trash because, again, Sonic is overrated. Double secret probation for cheating on the rules. I, don't, I, I do agree that I like Sonic's movies and cartoons better than his games. I don't think Sonic is overrated, but I do think his games rely on the speed gimmick. And when the gimmick doesn't hit, then the game falls apart. I do agree on that. 
Um, and I get more into that on the show in a minute, but, uh, and fuck those water levels. I couldn't agree with that more if you paid me. Uh, you've got the shinning. Said, oh, wow, I'm in the minority here. My first console was a Dreamcast, and I love Sonic Adventure 2. I know you hate it, Adam, but that's okay. So I'll play it for the nostalgia, and I'll remake Generations because I've never played it and keep it the same idea with more levels, which means I have to erase Sonic 2 because them's the rules, I guess. Yeah, I understand that. Like, I don't want to erase Sonic 2 either, but wait till we get there in a minute. Uh, I understand. Uh, Robert Candeloro said, I'm going against the grain here. Play Sonic 2. It's perfect as it is. Remake Sonic Generations. It doesn't need a remake, but I'm not erasing one of the better Sonic games of the 21st century. And then erase Sonic Adventure 2. I didn't love it, and I can't trust Sega to make it any better. Believe it or not, I'm going with 8% of you this week, including Mizuru, and we're not erasing Sonic Adventure 2. Listen to this. Mizuru said, play Sonic Generations. I played it this year for the first time, so I'd easily play it again. Remake Sonic Adventure 2. Having played this game for hundreds of hours, I'd make small adjustments like giving Shadow more levels and maybe revamping the shooting stages. Erase Sonic 2. I haven't played it, and seeing as I despise 2D Sonic and not being able to see what's in front of me, I'd more than likely never will anyways. That boggles my mind, because I think 2D Sonic literally runs laps, pun intended, around 3D Sonic. But that it's crazy that we have the same order for completely different reasons. Uh, I, myself, I'm going to play Sonic Generations because I never have, and I really want to. I have it on my Xbox. People have recommended it to me. I will play it eventually. It looks awesome. I'm going to remake Sonic Adventure 2, and I'm just going to get rid of the Knuckles, Tails, Eggman, and the Bat levels, because I hate them, and just let you play as Sonic and Shadow, so it's like Sonic Adventure, and it'd be fucking awesome, because I fucking hate those other levels. And I'm going to erase Sonic no, Sonic 2, which, like, I know it sounds sacrilegious. I like it a lot, but I've, it's, the one, it's the Sonic game I've played the most. And we have Sonic Mania, and Sonic 3, and Sonic and Knuckles, so I can live without it. But I love that game. There you go. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for playing, as always. Uh, let's get a quick word in from our sponsor, then I'll tell you what I've been playing, and we'll get into the Sonic talk, okay? We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider BetterHelp. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. 
All right, what have I been playing over the last week? A lot, actually. I've been playing Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. Beat both. Proud of that. We're going to talk about that momentarily. I've been playing Star Wars Jedi Academy. It is fucking awesome, dude. That is the best lightsaber mechanics I've ever experienced in a video game in my life. Uh, we'll be reviewing that probably next week on the show. I've been playing F-099. It is fantastic. We'll be reviewing that on Expansion Pass tomorrow. And I've been playing Starfield, which started out slow as fuck and wouldn't hook me. And now I'm obsessed and can't stop fucking playing it. Uh, I definitely have some gripes. But I'm going to put a few more weeks into it and then eventually drop a massive expansion pass on it. So lots of video games, man. I am playing like a fiend right now. Uh, let's talk Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. That's why you're here. As always, I like to let the listeners sound off before my guests and I hug the microphones. So let's see what a few of you had to say here. Justin Valarelli said, Best Sonic game hands down. Each zone is memorable. Soundtrack is the best. I play it all the time while teaching my fifth graders and they love it. Only Mania tops this one for me i also think sonic mania is the best sonic game but i want to know how do you play it while you're teaching fifth grade like are they like are you not teaching them like presidents and stuff you're teaching them like what matters in life is always having a ring like what are you fucking teaching them how to punch their hands into walls to climb them i that fast i want to know more about this justin how are you teaching fifth graders while you play sonic 3 wish i had a teacher that did that uh, Tom Tom 13 there's my voice crack Tom Tom 13 13 said I only had Sonic 3 as a kid for a couple years and I was obsessed with it except for that fucking carnival level the game was near perfection for me that floating column can eat my whole ass I agree I fucking hate the carnival level too uh, so when I finally got Sonic and Knuckles in my late teens and connected them after reorganizing the entertainment center to fit the Tower of Terror it blew my mind I easily have spent 100 hours in these games unlocking all the chaos and Super emeralds with all the characters my all time favorite Sonic game Kate mentions in the show that she had to rearrange her her uh, living room to make this fit into the TV stand as well. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I fuck that Tower of Terror, man. What a what an iconic thing for Sega. Uh, Ray George, I don't know how the fuck to say that. Said as a Sonic diehard, I love this game. I remember the commercials with the lock-on technology. Blew my mind as a kid. This was by far my favorite of the Genesis originals. So I ran a poll asking people, what do you like better, Sonic Two or Sonic Three? And it was about sixty-five thirty-five in favor of Sonic Two which I found interesting, but uh, these are two of the like most prized Genesis games by a mile. Deservedly so. Absolutely. They're, they're great games. Uh, Matt B said, big fan of this one. Sonic 3 was definitely my favorite one out of the original trilogy. The levels were great, except for that circus one. Agreed. And the music was even better. Then add in Knuckles and the whole dynamic of the game changed. Side note, with Sonic and Knuckles, did anyone else do the trick that if you put Sonic 1 cartridge into it and hit, if I remember correctly, A, B, and C at the same time, it would let you play a ton of those blue sphere bonus stages. Even add passcodes to save progress also. For me, it was easily one of my favorite things with Sonic and Knuckles game once I somehow figured that out. I did not know you could do that i didn't own these as a kid either though i i just i always wonder what happened if you put sonic one in it like did it explode but i guess it didn't explode maybe you could play the spheres games it's interesting uh and shaw someone said this game is perfect perfect everything down to the last minute minute details the level designs the small sprite animation scenes giving life to the story the soundtrack hypersonic hyper knuckles super tails i could go on forever sucking this game's dick forever and always the greatest sonic game it's interesting. I don't know. I disagree because that fucking carnival level can lick my taint. But it's time to talk Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. I know that's why you're here. Kate's excited. I'm excited. Let, we're doing it by the phone because I just explained. I'm sorry. I suck at tech. Uh, but let's do it. I'm going to queue up some of this music you all love so much. And when it stops, Kate and I are going to talk Sonic 3, which originally released in North America on February 2nd of 1994, and Sonic and & Knuckles, which originally released in North America on October 18th. 
1994. It's a two for one. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right, so joining me via the blank phone this week to talk not one, but two games due to the miracles of lock-on technology is a good friend of mine and a very requested guest. And I'm not just kissing your ass. People really have been saying, when the fuck is Kate coming back on the show? Shut up. Kate's back on the show. It'll be another year before we do it again because Kate's the busiest person (laughs) I know. But my friend Kate is back. Kate, how are you? How's it going? I can't believe you are allowing us to cover two Sega games I know. on one podcast. It's and, like the best day of my life. And it's the second, because we did this back in like episode, I don't know, 25 or 26 or something. It's like a revisited episode. But we haven't sewn the Sega some love in a little while. And uh, and listen, I like Sonic. I don't love, I, I have some gripes. I'm a vent a little bit today, but I like Sonic. And uh, it's cool that we're talking like, th- dude, this is, I gotta say, man, I, I just, I was just playing Sonic 3, a couple of days ago, I played Sonic and Knuckles like an hour ago on my Switch, on the Origins collection. And uh, even by today's standards, I find the concept of this lock-on technology and all of that just mind-blowing. It, it, it's, I, it's the craziest shit to me. I don't know. It's, it's weird. revolutionary. This is like an early 90s game that was already ahead of its time. Yeah. And it's like, so I guess, and, and you're like, so I was looking at it. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, Dude, this is almost like the first ever DLC. A hundred percent, like like an expansion pack, or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that, like, and you know what's funny too is if they did this today, imagine if like Sonic's got a new game coming out next month, Sonic Superstars. Imagine if they released that game on October 17th or whatever the fuck day it is. And then a few months later, they're like, by the way, we have another expansion where you can play as, I don't know, fucking Eggman or, or something. Uh, but it's not like a $10 DLC. It's like a separate cartridge on your Switch or your disc on your Xbox or PlayStation. And then you have to put this one into the other one, pay full price for it again, plug it in, and then you'll get the set. Like, people would fucking riot in 2023. I think there would be seven of us that would be like, wow, that's the coolest fucking thing ever. And then that that seven of us would also probably try to cram two discs in our Xbox at once and fuck that up too. You're but right. You're, you're right. I believe that uh, that something would burn down for sure. No question. But back in the day, this shit was crazy. And I remember that by chance, if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you don't know, uh, my understanding and Kate, if you know better and I'm wrong by all means, by all means, my understanding is that originally like Sonic 3 was going to include Knuckles and all the stuff that comes with Sonic and Knuckles was going to be part of of Sonic 3 but then they they had to get it out early uh, and they they didn't have enough they didn't get it done in time so they released Sonic 3 as its own game where you play as Sonic and Tails and Knuckles is a bad guy who's working with Robotnik and all that stuff and then a little bit later they released the Sonic and Knuckles lock-on cartridge that you could like insert the Sonic 3 cartridge into then put it into your Sega and then you could play the game as Knuckles instead of as Sonic and 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 or Tails and yeah they I, I know they had rushed to get it done and then however many months later uh it was basically like a part two of the game too like they just cut off half the story 
because they couldn't do it in time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so if you've never played it, like you can play Sonic 3 and it, it is literally, I mean, it's not exactly like Sonic 2. Like, we'll get into that. But it's it's, it's a Sonic. It's a classic Sonic game where you play as Sonic and Tails. And uh, Knuckles uh, is like, a, a, we all know now that Knuckles is a good guy. But this is his debut and Robotnik convinced him that Sonic and Tails were the bad guys. So Knuckles is helping Robotnik and helping stop Sonic and, and Tails. And then at the end of the game, he finds out the truth and he helps you and you defeat robotnik and that's all well and good but then you're right yeah it's almost like an expansion where the second game sonic and knuckles picks up after sonic 3 and you get to play through a lot of the same levels and even fight similar bosses they're just not robotnik they're robots but as knuckles instead and uh even before we get into the sonic 2 thing and all this other shit just that i think that's so cool i and i I say that as a born born and bred nintendo fan i think that's the coolest shit like, I was jealous of you Sega kids with this shit as a kid. Because this is so dope. Nintendo never did anything like this. No, and they and they brought in this cool-ass character. Like, probably as a Nintendo kid, you're making fun of Sega kids for loving this weird blue blob. Like, a hedgehog can't actually run. Like, hedgehogs are idiots. But <laughs> then then you bring in... I, I can't I can't pronounce it echidna, echidna. Yeah, I don't know how to say it either. I don't know. You bring you bring in Knuckles, this cool ass guy with a walk on song that that rivals anyone's entrance song, like with these little spiky spiky little boxing gloves and this asshole attitude. Like this is like the best thing ever. It's a villain you have to like. Yeah, and it's wild because like. I mean, I'm going to put my cards on the table. Like, I like Sonic. I've never hidden the fact. I, I could take or leave his games. I like his games. They kind of irritate me sometimes. We'll talk about that. But, like, the character, I think he's, like, the coolest fucking character in the world. And I used to watch his cartoon, and I collected his comic books, and I've always really can, liked not Sonic. Can you say that one more time? I didn't hear you. He's so cool. I need, I, I need to hear one more. Sorry, again, what? Who is so cool? Oh, Sonic. He's the coolest shit in the Perfect. world. Perfect. Mario, Perfect. listen. Perfect. Mario's games are better, but Mario's, like, a fat guy that has like an annoying voice that isn't even his voice anymore apparently whereas like nope. sonic's like yo i eat chili dogs and i have spiky hair and i'm like that was sega's whole mo is they they were like we're the coolest kid in and like sonic is cool but you're right i i fucking hate tails tails is not cool at all tails sucks but yep. knuckles i remember when knuckles debuted too and it was like holy fuck who's this guy it's like this is sonic but his spiky hair is like i think it's tr- tr- supposed to be dreadlocks i'm not sure I, th- I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then he's got these two giant mittens with massive spikes on them, and it's like he can do all the shit Sonic can do, like go into a ball and run fast and everything, but he also glides through the air and climbs walls with his spiky knuckles. It's like, this guy's fucking... You're right. I And, like, a lot of the Sonic characters since then have been so stupid. Big the Cat can get AIDS. Like, I fucking hate <laughs> that cat so much. But I don't, like... I'm honestly trying to... I guess Wario would be the Knuckles in Nintendo? Yeah, I think that's probably your your closest comparison. Like, kind of the rebellious... I know he's kind of turned into yeah. a bit of an anti-hero. He used to be a villain, but, like... Let's yeah. listen, and I love Wario, but let's, let's put our cards on the table. Wario's not quite as cool as Knuckles is. Not quite. No. Almost. No. But not quite. Um, yeah, I... Just that, you're right. And it's and what's fucking crazy about that is like I've read books about Sega and about the history of Sega and like their whole focus was how cool Sonic was. That was all they wanted was to be the cool system. And then they managed to create this new character that is arguably even fucking cooler. 
like right? that's, like you're destroying your own mascot yeah like it's it's that's insane to me it's and and then like and, and the craziest part of all is like all they had to do was create knuckles and make him a bad guy and it would have been like wow that's a really cool villain but then they were like you know what let's make him into a good guy eventually and then like oh yeah by the way you can play as him and then oh yeah guess what by the way you can play your old sonic game as him if you want to and it's just dude sega went out of business and we all well as far as a console manufacturer and we all know that but like the sega channel this lock on technology with this the sega dreamcast sega is so ahead of the curve so often and it's just fuck there's like a saying in business you're smarter than me uh early or wrong it makes no difference or something do you know what i'm saying i don't know what the yeah, saying yeah 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 no, I know, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, and I, and I think that Sega. I do think they're wrong sometimes. I think like the Sega CD 32X Saturn generation was a mistake. Uh, they've made some, <laughs> they've made some mistakes, but like they have been ahead of the curve so many fucking times. And... It's just all about like pushing the envelope and like trying to find that next innovative thing. Maybe that that's what it has to do with, right? Like they could be dropping the stupidest idea ever, but if it works, totally, yeah. Like I've said before, like the Google Stadia, obviously we all mock it and it died and it was, you know, it was Google Stadia. But I'm telling you, man, in like 10 years, we're going to look back and be like the Google Stadia was ahead of its time. Because now everybody, like people will be streaming games in 10 years. But it was it was just too too early to market. And, uh, yeah. and Sega did that a few times. And I just, we're going to get into the game now, but I just, I really have to express my admiration for how I do, how awesome the, even just looking at it in the in the Genesis, like that black cartridge with Sonic and Knuckles printed on it, and then seeing your Sonic cartridge in top, like it looks so awesome. It's so fucking. I cool. had, I had to rewire my Sega as a kid because it was in like one of those entertainment units, and I had to pull it out so I could play this game because I couldn't stack two cartridges in there. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody jokes about like the tower of power you can make of a Genesis now. When you throw like the Sega CD and shit underneath and then throw yeah. the 32X on top and then put Sonic and Knuckles and then a Sonic game on. It's awesome. But so it's did like you... a Stanley Cup. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's fucking mad. It's like people think the PS5 is big and it is. But I'm like, man, you never saw Genesis with all the fucking possible <laughs> bells and whistles coming out of that thing. This you is know... the best new dick measuring contest ever. Yeah, exactly. Like that thing was bigger than the giant TVs we used to play them on in the big wooden boxes. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get to the actual game. So you owned this as a kid, both of them? I, I did, yep. Um, I'm just going to put my cards on the table. Let's just start like this. Clearly, you're a Sonic fan, and I know that, and I like that. What do you like better, Sonic and 3 slash Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic 2? I feel like it's so hard to choose because so Sonic 2 was, like, my first game ever. Sure. Um, so that's, like, the nostalgia feeling and, like, the thing I remember the most. But going into sonic 3 i just feel like the game sonic 2 is an amazing game but sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles are just so elevated as a game like the graphics are ridiculously different they like are. it's the same it's the same but it's it's just so much different it's so much better like so much more advanced and like the lock on it speaks for itself and then having this character like I think I spent half the time just flying around as Knuckles yeah. because it was so much fun, like being able to climb walls and fly. So, like honestly, I think I want to say Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles. 
like taking taking nostalgia out i think that's the answer sure yeah i don't think there's a a wrong answer i i ran a poll on on social media just because i was curious because like when you look up a lot of lists of the best sonic games like i a lot of the time sonic 2 comes in near the at the top like i think sonic 2 is kind of it's you know it's there but sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles are always there as well and I've played through all of them this year. I, I, I set a goal this year that I was going to beat a Sonic game. And I beat Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Sonic and & Knuckles. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm a Sega kid now. It's neat. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to re-record that too and play that on repeat. Yeah, I guess I have to start drinking 1% milk now instead of 2% because I'm on the other side. I'm, I'm like a Welcome to the now. club. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, I wonder if my eye gets fixed now. Like maybe that was the problem. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I was playing through these games and like, and we'll get into the intricacies because I have some minor gripes with Sonic games as a whole, as I've talked about before. But like, I I think Sonic 2 is a more refined game. I think Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles is a vastly more ambitious game. Um, Like replaying them, I just, I feel like Sonic 2 is just, the levels are just the right size and it's so tight and it just is so... It just feels like they polished and polished and polished and polished. And Sonic 3, I was playing it and like there are some things it does that I'm like, this is incredible and this is so much better. But then there were other things that I was like, I feel like they didn't have enough time to fully polish this. Like I feel like the levels are maybe just a little bit too big and some of the obstacles you interact with are just a little bit too zany, if that makes sense. Neither no, one I is agree. bad. Neither one is bad. It's almost... It's almost just like adding a bunch of fluff in it because like you can play it and you can go down, like roll down the same hill after 15 rings 25 times before you get to the end of the level. But was it really a point of including that same hill six times in the same level? Yeah, there were a couple of levels in Sonic 3 and obviously we're, we're talking Sonic 3. So I want to keep most of the conversation to Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. Um, but I just I, it's hard to not it's like it's hard. It's so hard not to compare them. And it's just, yeah, there were a couple of instances, um, the fucking, there's like a desert, I don't know what it is, like a pyramid level. I don't know all the zone names, but it's like lots of sand and everything's like that dark gold color. And I think it's the one where the ghosts are following you and you need to pull the handles down to turn yeah. the lights back on to get the ghosts to leave you alone. And both as Sonic and as Knuckles, man, I got lost in that level for so long, just going down these fucking ramps covered in sand over and over and over and i never felt that way like i appreciate that they made the levels bigger there's multiple ways to go through them and stuff but i there was i never felt lost in sonic 2 whereas in sonic 3 there were times where i was like this is almost too big where in the fuck do you want me to go just fucking yeah. tell me you know um but that said i, I want to circle back to something you mentioned the thing that stands out to me the most about these two games are the graphics and, and I don't mean Sonic 2. I mean Sonic 3. And so I think Sonic 2 looks great, but Sonic 3, Sonic, and Knuckles, these games are fucking beautiful. They I are... think it even it even starts at the box art, too. Like, yeah. the box art for both games is, like, Sonic 2 was sick, but, like, the box art for Sonic 3, like, you can tell there's so much more to it. Yeah. And then they slap on the Sonic and Knuckles however many months later with, like, this sick silhouette. Like, it just yeah. it almost looks cooler before you even open it up and play it. I love that fucking all black silhouette with just the sonic and knuckles heads on it yeah. i uh because you're right because like the sonic 2 box art is iconic everyone can picture that giant orange 2 but then it's just like a blue background whereas sonic 3 they were like here's every enemy from every level squished right? into this background somehow 
Um, you're right. It it is. It, and then that box art for Sonic and Knuckles is so dope. But I was just playing them, and I'm like, dude. I I've said it countless times. I'm I'm so in awe of the way Genesis games looked, and I'm like, I don't know if there's a game on the Super Nintendo that maybe maybe like a Donkey Kong Country three. But I'm like, I don't know if there's anything that pops like this game does. Everything is so bright and so colorful. And it has that aura of 3D, even though it isn't, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. They're just – and Sonic and being blue and Knuckles being red really works, if that makes oh. sense. Like they well, look it's, like like, the, it's like the old blue-red competition, right? Yeah, like they look like they're glowing against the backgrounds and stuff. I, that's why you don't play as tails yeah tails sucks tails, tails just blends in tails is orange and dumb but the blue Boring. and red works and then speaking of the backgrounds dude the backgrounds like you can see like the floating island in the background and just in the very first level you're going through the forest and then the robotnik machine shows up and rains fire down and everything's on fire and yeah. it fuck me it looks so good ah beautiful beautiful fucking video games um and seamless like no slowdown they just run like which is oh, the whole point of sonic i guess is it has to run yeah well, i think i think that's probably one of the coolest things of sonic games like it like it is seamless i think it's the perfect way to describe it because you're literally go like every zone kind of has like that ending that flows into the next one. Oh yeah not yeah you're right like it doesn't do like the load screen and then it's yeah, or they or he just falls into it or whatever. But it, it just seems like everything is in such like a perfect sequence. Yeah, because yeah, like in in Sonic Two, like you do the green hill zones or whatever, and then it's like the chemical plant zone or something, and it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, he ran through the woods and now he's in a factory. Like, of course he is. Shut the fuck up. Whereas <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right, everything is like you beat a level in this, and then it shows the way you segue into the new world and everything. Um, it almost like. Minor detail, but I almost wish it had an, an overworld map. Like a Mario 3 or a Super Mario World. You know, not that it yeah. needs it. Not that it needs it, but um because you're right, it's so seamless and it's and it's so smooth. Uh I, I really admired that too. I totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot about that. Um I'll ask you this then, because you mentioned how cool it is to be able to play as knuckles and just float around and fly. And it is. That glide is addictive. Like gliding around is awesome. Um, who do you prefer playing as knuckles? Yeah, I think so. Like Sonic is obviously like OG, but it was just, it was just such a difference after playing like Sonic two and going back to Sonic one as a kid and mm -hmm. having this brand new shiny toy to play with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. And it, I, to me, it's not just doing something cause, cause like Sonic's cool, but yeah, like Sonic doesn't have a lot of like, I mean, if you put your cards on the table, like I know they add more power-ups in this game with like the fire orb and some of those cool things, but Sonic really doesn't have a very big, um, um, not artillery, but arsenal. Of yeah, that's the word. Thank yeah. you. I stopped smoking pot. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have a very good arsenal. He basically can do his spin move, and then in this one they added that like when you're in the air, you can hit the hit the button again, and it almost does like a shockwave attack of some kind. Yeah, that little like shieldy thing. Yeah, which is great, and I and I like that. But it's I don't think it's just that I'm bored of playing as Sonic. It's that that glide and the climbing of walls really does. It really opens this game up, especially with the dependence on the bigger levels and all the exploration and stuff. 
it's I, I and and I'll tell you, dude. Like, tell and if I'm wrong, tell me. Every time I play a Sonic game, I get into the habit of going fast, like it tells me to, and then I'm just running into enemies and fucking traps and shit all the goddamn time. Probably but, the worst, the worst part of these games is that because you're conditioned to know this is a speed running game. Go fast, go through hoops, go through downhills, spin around and slam into a spinning spiky fucking chain in the middle of a forest. Oh, and fuck me. And like, I've, I've, I, it has taken me a long time. I've slowly reprogrammed my mind to understand that like, it's a Sonic game. You're, it's not a matter of if you get hit, it's a matter of what do you do after you are going to get hit. It like the levels are so full, but I, I, it's the fucking traps that drive me crazy. Getting squished, dude, two thirds of my deaths in Sonic games are either from drowning or from getting squished because Sonic is made of glass. Apparently like as soon as a wall even gets too close to touching another wall, like a moving platform, there's no grace period. You're just dead. And it fucking drives me crazy when I run fast, fall into a hole like that, get squished. And it's like, Fuck me, I guess. Like I had no chance to react to that. Makes me I'm crazy. Lie. I, I tried a little bit to play this week leading up to this, and I almost lost an Xbox controller getting squished by spikes coming down. Yes. Dude. It uh, it was uh, almost broken. Yeah, it was I, almost gone. I rage quit yesterday hard because I was like, fuck this. I'm so sick of getting squished by stuff. But uh, that's where to get back to the Sonic versus Knuckles comparison. That's where I, I agree with you. Like it's hard to play as Sonic and go slow because the game for better and for worse has that like physics engine where when Sonic's going slow, like you can't even go up hills, you know, like it, which I think is yeah, realistic he, and neat. Sure. But also we don't want realistic and neat in a video game. No, like this. no, I don't. Especially in a game about a, fast as light fucking hedgehog again hedgehogs can't run they like skitter so yeah. this is already unrealistic and that's where i did enjoy playing as knuckles because you could jump in the air hit that glide button and it didn't matter how slow you were moving once you had the glide button you were at regular speed which was a reasonable speed where you could react and dodge things and yeah. uh i just really it almost feels like sacrilege, doesn't it, to go into a Sonic game and be like, I like playing as the other guy better. But yeah, I, and I like to go slow. Yeah, but I just did. I found, like, I, I genuinely liked both games, but I found the Knuckles part more enjoyable than the Sonic part. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, like, so you play through the game as Sonic and Tails, and, and, you're, and Knuckles is always popping up and fucking with you. But then at the I love that at the end of the game, Knuckles realizes the truth and then he like helps you. Um, and then when you pick up the Knuckles game, it picks up afterwards and Knuckles is just chilling. And then he goes out to just and I wish Sonic and Tails showed up more during this, the Knuckles playthrough. But it's really cool seeing these almost exactly the same levels, but experiencing them in a whole different way. And I'm shocked at how differently they play. It's not just like I'm trying to think. I'm sorry to keep comparing it to Mario, but they're the two big platformers. Like, did you ever play like Mario Two, where you could play as Mario, Toad, Princess, yeah. and Luigi? Yeah. And it was like yeah. different, but the same level. These ones, like, you're getting into areas that I'm like, I don't even know how the fuck I would have got here as Sonic. Like climbing well, that's up the, the thing. walls. And, and it was built in advance, right? Like, they knew this part had to be here for Knuckles. Yeah. 
Like if, if the levels, I'm complaining about how the levels are so big, but if the levels weren't this big, if they were small and closed in, then playing as Knuckles wouldn't feel like a big deal. It would just be a red Sonic. Yeah. Uh, really well done. Um, I also, uh, I, I like the, I want to talk about the boss fights. I want to talk about the bonus levels. The the boss fights, dude. There's some awesome boss fights in these games, and there are a couple that just make me fucking insane, fucking insane. Um, looking at you, spiky drill, that is drilling down to the brocks, and you don't even hurt it. You just hit it and let the drill thing hit. It. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. There's like that drill that's like a top, like spinning around. And you yep. have to just get out of the way and let it hit. I could not for the life of me figure out how to beat it. Because when I was playing as Sonic and Tails, Tails beat it for me. Because I didn't know what to do. And then playing as Knuckles, I had no idea what to do until a listener finally told me. And I just, I have to be honest. I think that's, I, I hate that. I fucking hate that boss fight. Because you don't do anything. It's so, I hate it. I fucking hate that boss fight. Fuck you. Fuck you. It fucking sucks. I don't better, care. Better or worse than Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, Better. Fuck you. <laughs> don't. I don't want to go down that road. That's a dark that is a dark corner in remember the game history. That, that was our, an innocent question. Fuck, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Fucking game. Fuck that game. Fuck you. Fuck that game. Fuck everybody. Fuck this. Cause show's over. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Good night. Thanks for listening. No. Um But then there's like dude, there's a boss fight where you it's you know those machines that have like the switch on top and you jump on the lever yeah. and it lets out the animals? Yeah. Um, there's a boss where it's one of those and you jump on it and then two spike balls on chains come out and they're his hands. And then all you have to do to beat him is stand on his head till he gets mad. And then he tries to hit you and he hits himself in the head. Yeah. And I thought that was an awesome boss. That was so clever. I, I like that. It's not just like same old Robotnik every level, you know, even though it kind of yeah, is like when you play as Sonic, but just hit the thing a few times and then it dies. Yeah. Like there's some, there's a little more strategy. Yeah. There's one where you fight like a giant rock person that comes out of like a pyramid. And all you have to do is lure it over to this pit of quicksand and then hit it once and knock it into the quicksand. Um, I, I really like that. I just think that's very, it's very clever, especially in a game where let's be honest, like it's not like Sonic and Knuckles are known for their combative skills. Like, you need to change shit up so you're not just jumping into something when it doesn't have spikes out ten times or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, like, some of the fucking boss... Fuck, some of the boss fights make me so fucking angry. Um, and then I like that at the end, especially, dude, I, I finished... I don't know if you remember this. I played the Knuckles game today, and the last boss fight is Metal Sonic. And then... Oh, yeah. Once you beat him, then he gets on what I assume is the Chaos Emeralds or, like, one of those Emeralds. And gets powered into like super metal Sonic and he goes all golden and he's flying around and then you have to fight him again. I thought that was fucking all. I found the boss fight frustrating as fuck, but I thought that was so dope to see him as like super metal Sonic or whatever the fuck it'd be called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you able to get all the chaos emeralds in these games? I've never done it. I have never done it. Um, especially playing as a kid where you couldn't reload anything right. uh, and you hit one fucking red ball or whatever, red sphere in those games. Um, no, it can't happen. Yeah. I, I had list or people watching my stream be like, are you going to get all the emeralds? And I'm like, I would love to, I, I will get into the bonus areas that I can't beat in a minute, but I'm like, I can't, I can't, I'm not good enough. Like I just, apparently once you get them, you can like get enough rings and turn into like supersonic or something. 
and he's like it, he's like got like a gold star like he's super powerful i i i can't do it i'm not good enough i so for yeah. anybody wondering um, i've never done it never unless there's a there's a cheat code i can put in at the title screen it's not happening <laughs> yeah totally now that said though um oh you know what Look, maybe we should sneak the because i want to talk about the bonus levels and uh and some of the other stuff like that like you know what we're fucking we're at a half an hour already fuck i thought this was gonna be a short show this is not gonna be a short show uh let's take a break right now all right we'll take the break we'll let the sponsor hopefully i've convinced somebody to sponsor the show uh we'll let them come in we'll let them say something and then we'll come back and we'll get into the bonus areas and stuff. we'll be right back look we've all been there you're on your computer you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast and then somehow you lose your work the computer crashes you drop your phone on the delete key your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is hey lightning strikes the transmitter doesn't matter bottom line your work is gone and it's devastating which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay, so I got to tell you, what do you like better, Kate? The it's Sonic 2 where the camera's behind you and you're running down the tunnel and you have to pick up the rings or Sonic 3 where you're on that like giant sphere you have to run around and get all the blue balls? And this is the same answer as my first answer. Sonic 2 is all about the nostalgia, but I'm obsessed with the sphere levels. Thank you. I love those fucking That should be It's, it's so own... much fun. Oh my god. They should be their own mini game. Like that, or no. its own its own standalone game. Like I would buy that just to run around and pick up those balls. So I what I didn't remember was the that they had, and I I don't remember how you achieved it. Um, like if you had to do what you locked onto what, but you could get like random levels generated for you. And I only remembered this when I saw when I was trying to replay and I clicked on it. And I was like, "What's Blue Sphere game?" I was like, "Oh, that's the name of it." And it has these like 12 digit codes. And I remember like scrawling them down on pieces of paper when I was a kid, like looking in the couch for a pen uh, to find these things. Cause it does like, you can just play it and it generates the random little levels for you. And you can play all these levels of the blue sphere game. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Fuck me. It's like, yeah. And they're just random. Um, and like every level has a special code. So you write, if you write down that code, you can play it again. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Well, son of a yeah. bitch. I have learned something today. 
it's so, so anyway good. yeah they're awesome. your game is great yeah they're so much now i will say that like the thing about it is like that oh, fuck. i'm sorry i keep bragging on that little shit but like in sonic 2 can we all listeners everybody agree tails will fuck you in that mini game where you're running down the tunnel and say you need like 80 rings to move on to the next area and you're like, I have 79, Tails has six, we're golden. And then sure as shit, Tails is going to hit that last bomb and loses six rings, and now we don't get to go through. Fuck him. Tails sucks. He does suck. Whereas I, I love the ball game because it's just you. Like, you might have somebody behind you, but it doesn't matter. And if, yeah. by, if by chance you never played it, you literally are running around this giant sphere, and there's a ton of red balls everywhere. But there's also blue balls. I know it sounds funny, but there's also <laughs> blue balls, and you have to touch all the. You have to. <laughs> you have to collect all the blue balls without touching a red ball. And if you get all the blue balls, you get a chaos emerald. And I have a I have a feeling there's a reasoning that they called it spheres and not balls. Yes, I think that's probably very clever. Yeah, um, I don't give a fuck though. I'm going balls because I'm not classy. And uh, I love that game, dude. It's just, and it's so, and especially because it gets going faster as you get closer to getting them all. And fuck me, I had a run today where I was missing two. And I'm running around this planet trying not to touch red balls. And I'm like, where in the fuck are these two? And I did finally find them. And then right as I found them, I touched a red one and died. But I wasn't even mad because it never, it, unlike the, the base platforming game where you run into a trap or spikes and die and it's bullshit, in this one, if you like in the bonus game, if you fuck up in that ball thing, it's like that's on you. You fucked up. Like, it's not cheap at all. It's so tight and so well done. It never feels like it's you're it, you got robbed out of one of those. In my opinion, they just play so well. Some of us with anger and management issues feel differently. Oh hey, I get angry. Also, also almost broke controllers over missing the last ball and yeah. bumping one of the bumpers and fucking flying into a red ball. Oh, and then when you touch the bumpers, it shoots you backwards. And now you have to run yeah. backwards and you have to try to figure out, okay, where is another bumper ball that I can steer into without backing up onto a red, but fuck me. It's so, it's so much fun though. I, I get is. so excited. Whereas like in, so uh, in Sonic two, after like three or four, I give up on those tunnels. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to beat this anyways. Um, and then it also in this one, when you get the checkpoints, the little star halo can show up. But then you get to go to like the that weird bubblegum machine thing. Yeah, gumball, gumball. Yeah, yeah. And like I have to say, I don't enjoy that as much. No, it's sort of just a gimmick. It's nothing as it's not as thought out. It's just a weird pinball machine with no flippers yeah yeah no it's not even close it drives me crazy i fucking hate it got to the point where i stopped i didn't even go for it i would just get the checkpoint and be like my only focus my only focus is on getting a hundred rings so that i can get another life that i know i'm going to need by the end of the game because yeah, i suck fair. at sonic um so i never even went into those by the end um i wanted to ask you and i don't know maybe I, i'm sorry to put you on the spot did were you able to save your file on Sonic Three, or were you only able to save once Sonic and Knuckles came out? Do you know? I I feel like you could save on Sonic Three. Okay, I, I think. I, yeah, I, I listen when we. Because I I can see it. I can see the screen in my head. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I just I know that like when they when they released the Sonic and Knuckles adapter, like you were able to play as just Tails, and it kind of did a which I do think is cool, even though he sucks. Um, 
and I know it made a couple of small changes. I wasn't sure if it added save files or if they already existed. Either way, uh, shout out. That's another thing Sega did. Like, fuck yeah. Shout out to every, like, that Mario 3 doesn't have save files is its biggest fault. Drives me fucking bananas. Uh, and these games aren't even that long. You could beat Sonic in like an hour. But that it has saves is is cash money. I'm a big fan of the save files in Sonic 3. Especially because you could have... And, and like you said, it's not like you could have two or three. You could have so many. Yeah. And like, like, and like, so if you have siblings, there's no fighting over who gets what saves. Everybody has one. Shut the fuck up. It is perfect. I'm a big fan. And it just looks nice that you can scroll through and pick Sonic or Knuckles or Tails. I, I'm a big... I love it. It just... Very clean. Very clean. Um... Did you ever lock Sonic 2 onto this thing? 100%. That was the coolest, like, coolest part of my childhood. Okay, now I wanted to ask you, because I honestly, I think I've played it maybe once, Sonic 2 with Knuckles, because I didn't own any of this growing up. So, like, is it literally, like, do you still have Tails? I think you do. It's like Knuckles and Tails. I think so, yeah. And it, you, the, the levels are so small, like, smaller than this. And, you know, in Mario, when you get the cape and you can just fly over a level? Sure. Yep, pretty much. That's that's. Fuck you me. just take Knuckles and you can go. I I feel like I don't mean to shortchange Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles because they're both good games and inventive and it's cool and everything. But like, tip of my massive tip of my cap to Sega for being like, you know what? What if we put in a little bit of extra elbow grease and we make this thing compatible with Sonic Two? It's like the first ROM hack. Yep. Like it's like it's like one is like a fucking DLC and then the other one's like a hey we hacked it so now you can play Sonic Two as the guy that wasn't even literally didn't exist when Sonic Two came out. That's fucking crazy to me. That'd be like being able to go back to Mario World and play as Wario. Like that'd be it's fucking like a, sick. Like high IQ moves, thinking of a game that you've already made a kajillion dollars off of what two years ago three years ago sure. whatever it was yeah and being like yeah let's let's make you all play it again and if you don't own it you're gonna want to go find a copy yeah you know what i was kind of thinking i never went that far with it though you're right like if you're if you're the the powers that be at sega you're like this is because how do you how the fuck do you market this like keep in mind this is like i don't remember when like mid 90s this is the first time this has happened how do you go to parents that already bought their kids Sonic 3, and they're like, okay, buy this one too so that your kids can basically kind of play like the second half of the game you already bought them. You know, like that's a that's a slip, that's a tough sell. It's a great idea, but that's a tough sell. And then to add yeah. in that, like, oh yeah, by the way, that other game you bought them years ago that they don't want to play anymore because they've played it so much, now they can play it with the new guy as well. And if you didn't buy it for them, like you said, Kate, then it's like, you better go out and buy yourself another game. And what kid got Sonic 3, Sonic and & Knuckles and didn't, like, if you didn't own Sonic 2, you had to go to your parents and be like, you better buy me Sonic 2. Yeah. I need it. Right. That's really smart. Fuck me. Good for them. That's brilliant. I think what? you've got to take little wins where you can. I don't think he didn't work with Sonic 1, hey? I don't think he did. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think he did either. But that's really, that's really fucking, that's really clever. And you know what? I'm so glad that Knuckles didn't just become like a one and done well, he's that guy from the lock-on, and then he's, like, he became, he's already, like, he has to, like, when you think of Sonic, it's not, you think of Sonic and Tails, but, like, I mean, the second Sonic movie, they didn't wait till the third one to bring Knuckles in. They brought him in in the second one because everybody knows Knuckles. Like, I would argue he's almost as popular as Sonic is. Yeah, 
Yep, I would say so. I'm glad they kept them around. Um, oh, yeah. We got to talk about the music because if we don't, I'm going to get yelled at. Because uh, people message me. Now, I played Sonic Origins. I assume that's what you were playing on your Xbox, yeah? I have uh, the Sega Vintage Collection downloaded from Xbox 360. Oh, sick. Sick. So then I wonder... Because I don't know. I, I'll have heard the music by the time I edit the show because I'll listen to the music to edit the show. I haven't heard the original Sonic 3 music in so long that I don't know it. But apparently it is it is fucking magnificent. And I don't know if that Xbox version has the original soundtrack or not. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But Because my understanding is Michael Jackson did a lot of the soundtrack. Yep, and For, it had to be a... A bit removed. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, we're not going to get into a debate about what Michael Jackson did with his time on this earth. But I think whether you absolutely despise Michael Jackson or you're a big fan, like, is there is there a single... You're a big music lover, Kate. Is there a music lover on the planet that doesn't think Michael Jackson is one of the goats? As far uh, as... If, if they are, they're wrong. Right? And again, like, not defending anything that he... You know, I don't even want to get into that. Like, because I... Yeah. That's obviously fucked up. But from like a, from a pure musical standpoint. He's he's fucking insane. And uh I as a kid, I cuz I liked Michael Jackson a lot as a kid. Uh I had no idea he did the music for this game until I was an adult. That's insane. How the fuck did you guys get Michael Jackson? What the fuck? How? Right? Uh fuck me. I had somebody message me on social media and say don't play the Sonic Origins collection because it the soundtrack ruins it. And which I disagree with because I don't know the original soundtrack, so it's there's nothing lost. Like I don't know what I'm missing, right? Like there's nothing lost in translation. Um, but I I thought the soundtrack on Origins was fine, so I can't wait to hear what the soundtrack the original one sounded like. What's and, crazy and like I can't remember because I was four years old, five years old playing this game. Fuck you, I can't boy. remember. Yeah, sorry, I know. Okay, I'm, I'm getting old. My, my back hurts just doing this podcast. I feel like just talking to you to do this show, like Chris Hansen's going to come in and be like, hey, Adam, have a seat. You fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Go he's, ahead. On, he's on his way. Yeah. I just texted him. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Um, but this is such like a big mark, like another big marketing tool. I don't know if they used, like if they mentioned this at all back then when they were dropping the game. Or like talked about it or anything. Yeah. Because like, imagine that knowing you have like one of like someone with a million top like number one hits, uh, composing your video game, like composing the score. And yeah. Making the music, like that's that's a crazy thing. Yeah, I don't, I gotta like I don't think they did mention it very much because like to me like that should have been I remember the commercials for this, but like how would you not be to everybody that has ears. By the way, that guy that literally all of you are listening to his music, Michael Jackson worked on this game. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Because he was in The Simpsons and he went on credited too. That's so, crazy. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of a game I hate today, which I can't pull off the top of my head. But if they, they slap Taylor Swift on there, I'll go buy it. Fuck I don't yeah. even care what it is. Like, That's, I'm after it. I'll, yeah. I'll buy it on every console. Done. Oh my God, I love Taylor Swift. It says here, Michael Jackson's involvement. According to some involved in development, Michael Jackson composed portions of the Sonic 3 soundtrack but went uncredited. His involvement was denied by senior Sega staff. In 2005, Hector said that Sega had hired the American pop musician Michael Jackson to compose music for Sonic 3. So yeah, maybe like, dude, I guess 
and I'm sure someone's going to write in and tell me the, the whole story and everything. This always happens after the show. If you don't know, if this happens to be your first Remember the Game, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a gamer that likes to talk about video games. I don't do – go listen to one of the boring shows if you want a history lesson. I don't know how to I – don't, I don't do that. But I wonder, like, he's just such a big deal. It says here Jackson was a Sonic fan and had collaborated with them for his game. Yeah, like he was such a big deal back then. Maybe he was just a fan. and That's what I was thinking. It was like, I would just like to work on this game because it would be cool. And it sounds like that's what happened. That's fucking wild. Wow. That's a nice donation for Sega. No that's shit. a big donation for Sega. No shit. Although it also says here around this time, that's when the allegations emerged. So I mm-hmm. wonder if that's part of the reason they didn't bring it up. Oh. Uh, Jackson's involvement was terminated following the allegations. His music had already been implemented and had to quickly be reworked. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what it has to do with it then. Maybe that's why they weren't saying like, hey, he's involved. Cause at that point, everybody was like, we don't want him involved. Yeah. Especially on a game you're trying to sell to children. That might not. Yep. <laughs> I don't know much Fair. about marketing, but in hindsight, actually that's probably a good idea. Makes yeah. sense. That's wild. What a fucking, what a dude. So you've got this new character. This is like Knuckles could have been Poochie, but he wasn't. He turned out to be good. But you have this new character for this new game, inventing this new technology where you lock it onto the other game, but you can also lock in old games. And we're going bigger and better than ever. And we have the biggest pop musician in the world working on this game, but we can't tell anybody. What a fucking... This game is like... This game should be studied. Like the more I talk about this game, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? We were just like in Nintendo land. We were just fighting Bowser again. What the fuck were you guys doing on your side? This is insanity to me. Wow. I found a subject for your next expansion pass. No, no shit. A six episode chronological, uh, it look into Sonic three and how it was developed and made. Jesus Christ. The Sonic three, Sonic and knuckles should have its own episode of unsolved mysteries or something. (laughs) This is fucking wild to me. You should pitch that. There's (laughs) there's a side, side, side hustle. No shit. Um, but seriously though, like I, I just, I, I, everybody says this soundtrack slaps and I, I'm, I know some of you Sonic three fans are going to get mad at me. I really didn't think the music in Origins was that bad. I promise I am going to listen to the original music and put that one into this show. Uh, I'm sure it's it's even better. Um, the game looks great. I think it's... it's. I love the creativity and I love the in, in, um, uh, inventiveness of, of the adding knuckles and everything. I, uh, I, I was impressed. Like This was the first time I've spent with this game in probably 25 years. And I, I was really impressed. I... I feel I feel weird to say I like Sonic 2 a little bit better. I just think Sonic 2 is a little bit more dialed in and focused. Whereas Sonic 3, they they loaded up their plate. They went for everything. For better and worse. I think it does some things better and I think it does some things worse. Yeah. Sonic um, 2 is like like you said, like the refined, like the we have to slam dunk this or else our our console's canceled. Yeah. But then once it was it was like a perfect hit type of thing, then you go in and you start taking risks. Yeah. I just Like, even replaying it, dude, like, there's so many, like, there's, like, a fucking seesaw on handles that you grab, and then you have to hold down to pull the seesaw down and then go back up. Yeah. There's, dude, there's the, it's not the casino zone in this. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, the casino zone. It's the carnival one? Yeah. Which, by the way, I hate those levels. I don't know if you like, I fucking hate those levels. What? I know. What? I know, and I get that from people, but they fucking. The casino level in Sonic 2 is one of the best levels of all time. But, like. 
there's none, especially in Sonic 3, I found that, like, I was always lost. I was always getting squashed by these fucking red and white spinning platform things that I got. I had to Google how to get past one of them because I was standing on it. I couldn't get it to go down so I could go under the whole, like the platform underneath. So I had to look it up because I was so fucking stuck. Um, there's so many different ways to in- interact with the environment in this game. And I think sometimes it hits the mark and I think sometimes it misses the mark a little bit. But I respect how many different things they tried. Uh, it's just some of the little platforms and shit I got stuck on and I couldn't figure out what the fuck to do. That's fair. Um, I do like that there's not as much underwater as there's in Sonic 2. And I, fuck. And, I hate underwater. Oh, yeah. Dude, underwater in Sonic games is the worst. Let's take the one thing you're supposed to do, go fast, and it'll completely erase it and you can just crawl from bubble to bubble and Godspeed. Which again, another reason to play as Knuckles because you can almost always find a wall to climb out of and get your air back. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. Uh, also, something this game does better than Sonic 2. Dude, Sonic 2 is the. Th- there's like a three level, like, factory area near the end. Yeah. And I fucking hate all three of those levels. And Sonic 3 didn't have any of those that were as bad, anyways. I don't know if you know or remember what I'm talking about. I fucking hate those fucking I've- levels. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I do. Uh, I can hear the music from those levels in my head right now, and it gives me, like, anxiety. Also, also, Sonic 3 doesn't have a shit level on an airship where you have to climb around on the outside and fall all the fucking time. That's a great level. No. I yes. fuck, fuck you. I hate that airship so much. Really? Fuck me. I die in there so much because I can't figure out where to go and what I can stand on. And in Sonic 3, it's all good and fun. In Sonic 2, it fucking hemorrhoids fucking makes me crazy usually i walk around and tell people how proud i am of you and i name drop you like you're (laughs) someone famous and i'm i'm done with that for at least a day now because that's highly upsetting for me that level is so cool you're talking the airship in sonic 2 yes oh i can't figure out where to go and what platforms am i supposed to stand on i'm always falling and dying for sure. You die a lot. You need 99 lives for it, but it's still oh, really cool. I fucking hate it. Whereas I never felt like that in Sonic. Maybe I do like Sonic 3 better because I never once felt like that in this fucking game. I never felt lost or fucking... Well, I did feel lost, but I never knew what I couldn't, couldn't fucking jump on. Actually, I got lost in the ice world in Sonic 3. There's like a... You just keep going down slides until you figure out how the fuck to break out of this area. And I got stuck in there for like eight minutes. But that might just be that I suck at video games is all. That's fair. Yeah, I do suck. So, uh, no, I, I just, for anyone that's like a Sonic fan, don't think I'm dunking on your games. I, I, I genuinely just, you're, you're a reasonable person. I think you understand what I say without getting mad at me here. I, I've always felt that the Sonic games are better gimmicks than they are polished platformers. And I don't mean that in a bad way. But you play a Mario, you play a Crash Bandicoot, you play a Rayman. They they just feel like tight, succinct platforming games. And when I play these, I know they're platformers, but there really is such an emphasis on that running fast gimmick. Do you know what I mean? That's fair. And I feel like if you're just like picking up the game and randomly playing, you can't it's hard to follow the story which it's not like a huge story by any means. It's the same as any other game. Sure. Like get the villain, stop him from blowing shit up. But I feel like with the games you just mentioned, there is more of like a pronounced story 
where with Sonic, running fast supersedes the story. Yeah. I mean, that said, they really did try to tell a cool story with Sonic and Knuckles. Like, I'll give that. Yeah. Like, that's a really well done. I would argue that story is better than any story Mario has told. Fuck, maybe up to today, for fuck's sakes. Oh, the princess is kidnapped again. Go get her again. Fucking get her again. Um, but I just... And I want to make sure I make this clear. I'm not dunking on the on the, the... I get irritated with that running fast mechanic when it kills me over and over again. But I always have a good time playing Sonic games. Like the gimmick... Well, I should... I always have a good time playing the original 16-bit 2D Sonic games. I don't want anyone cutting it out and be like, he loves Sonic Adventure 2. It's the original ones. But when that speed mechanic works, dude, these games are like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. Like they're so That's bright. That's a good analogy. And they're a just, good comparison. They're just like, I just have a, I'm just, I really enjoy just looking at them. Like they're just, they're truly just really special fun. They're such a big part of our childhood, you know? They're so pretty. They are pretty. They are. They're fucking pretty games. And uh, even just, like I say, replaying it today, I was blown away at how good it looks. And then, again, as we wrap up this story, like, I don't know if lock-on technology's been used or done again. I guess maybe, like, stuff like the Super Game Boy on the Super Nintendo and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, this was... This is revolutionary as fuck. People, people need to put more respect on Sega's name. And you know what? I'm trying. There's a Pokemon game. I feel like that kind of had the same thing. And I, I unless I'm making this up, which is totally possible. No, you could like on the 64. You could transfer your Pokemon into the 64 to play them in like stadium. Hmm. But maybe that's yeah, maybe that's what I'm conflating. But even if that was it, like that came out well after this did. Like this is, I just I, I really I really respect Sega's uh, inventiveness. You know, like they because they they had success with Sonic too. Like let's not fool ourselves. They could have just made Sonic three like the original Sonic three is, eliminate Knuckles and just have Sonic and Tails trying to beat Robotnik again, and it would have sold a ton of copies and been just fine. They didn't have to do the lock-on, invent Knuckles, let you play as Knuckles, let you play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. None of that shit had to be done. And whenever we look at an old game on this show and I see developers that went above and beyond and really tried, they really tried to make something special. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for that looking back on it. That's how games like this age so well and are held in such high regard by gamers today is that love you put into it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they could have mailed this game in, and they did not. I I will argue they mailed in a lot of Sonic games after this. <laughs> but, but but they didn't mail this one in, and I respect it. So, um, Have you got anything else to say? Like, I feel like we've touched on everything. The only thing I remembered very randomly was plugging in the second controller so that I could fly Sonic around with Tails. That was the only thing he was good for. Ah, uh, yeah. I will say... And then yeah, yeah. No, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then you had to attempt to use two controllers, and generally one was broken. So it was a bad time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I did not find Tails nearly as big of a nuisance in this as I found him in Sonic 2. Like, the AI was Fair. better. Still shitty. Yeah. He still sucks. But better. Better. Uh, and I do like that they added the ability to just play his Tails, even if you don't want to. Like, fucking... 
always drove me crazy that you couldn't choose to play as Luigi in more games. So good, I agree. Good for them. Uh, maybe uh, here it is. Maybe Sega was so used to being second fiddle to Nintendo that they were like, let's let second fiddle have their chance to play as their own character. Maybe oh that God. was, there it is. Ah, I had to get my one in. The console Awful. wars are dead, but I had to get the one in. And by the way, you console wars today, do you need to go, like, I really wish there was, like, you could see footage of what Sega and Nintendo kids were like in the 90s, and you could learn from their example. Because we didn't hate each other. I, we just, like, I had Nintendo and you had Sega, and when you came to my house, you got to play Nintendo, and I got to your house, I got to play Sega. These PlayStation Xbox fans that argue with each other today are all idiots. Drives I can't me believe crazy. we're still doing that. Like, oh my god, it's not even. But it's not even fun anymore. Now they just come across as. Now I'm the old man on the soapbox, but it really, it really, it really, it really takes some of the fun out of gaming to me. Like, just play your games and shut the fuck up. Everyone has good games. Maybe not PC Master Racers, but they, I'm not gonna get. <laughs> I'm not gonna go down that road because I don't want to fight with them because they'll hack my computer and I don't know how to stop them. So. I was about to say you're gonna get canceled in about five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, but it'll be by by the PC master racers. Uh, we're gonna send emails to his ROM with the hacks and the data. Anyways, um, good shit. All right, Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles, two awesome games. Look good, sound good, play good. Mostly, uh, good games. I like them. Oh, and I sorry, I forgot to say. Uh, very cool that it has multiple endings depending on whether you get all the emeralds and stuff. Yeah, um, so all, most of us only saw one. Yeah, most of us, only myself, <laughs> for sure, only ever saw the bad ones. But again, the, like, dude, I'll tell you right now, if I had owned this as a kid, I really think if I had owned a Genesis as a kid instead of a Super Nintendo, I would have played these games so obsessively. I would have known where every emerald is. I would have, like, because I could 100% Mario World in my sleep. I would have been able to do that with Sonic. So tip of my cap, there's a lot of replay um, in these games. And all the different paths you could take to the ends and stuff, I just... They're really fun games, man. I'm just, I'm a fan. They are really fun games. Really impressed. Let's score this thing and go home. Uh, how the fuck do we score this thing? Uh, seven emeralds. All right, yeah, that'll work. I was like trying to come up with. I was like, oh, fuck, there's only three Sonic games. That's no fucking good. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Out of seven Chaos Emeralds, how many Chaos Emeralds would you give the combination of Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles? Six and three quarters. That's pretty good. So one of the emeralds just got a chip in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We dropped it. Uh, I don't. I don't think that'd be very good. They'd probably explode. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm honestly going to give it like. On yeah, I think I have to give it like a six, and like and honestly, like it's not all about the game and how good the game is. I have so much admiration for just how clever of concept the lock on thing is. Like, the legacy of these two games and the lock-on thing and stuff will go on forever. Um, and you can't not see it in a Genesis today and just think it looks so cool, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'll give it a six. Really impressed. Two good games. Two very... And, and sorry, I know we're done, but, like, playing it as Knuckles, it doesn't feel like you're just playing the same game with a different character. Even no, though a lot of it you different. are. It does, yeah. It, it really feels completely different. Fucking really cool, man. Good for them. Good for them. What the fuck happened to Sonic? Out drinking behind an alley somewhere. I, I suppose. I just, sorry, before we end, have you played Sonic Mania? I have played parts of it when it came out. 
Uh, I have a giant statue in a box in my closet that I should probably <laughs> open one day because it's a giant Sonic. I love it. I, I just want to say to anyone listening to this, if you've not played it, I personally think Sonic Mania is the best Sonic game ever. Like, I think it's spectacular. It's it's 2D. If you like Sonic 3 and you haven't played it yet, play Sonic Mania. It's a must play. It's a brilliant 2D platformer. It's so good. I love that game. Anyway. Uh, Kate, fuck yeah. It's been a while. Oh, God knows when I'll have you on the show again because you're so fucking busy. And I don't know when I'll Sorry. get a chance to talk to you. But uh, no, it's good. Schedule you- me now for, for 10 months from now. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, thank you so much for doing this and, uh, best of luck to your precious Panthers for the rest of oh, this God. football season. Thanks. I appreciate your well wishes. You got they it. won't go unheard. Well, as a Broncos fan, I think, uh, I think we're in the same boat. We can watch our team suck together. Perfect. So awesome. Good talking to you, Kate. Bye. that is going to do it for this week's episode. Kate, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles. You know how it worked. All the games. Uh, And to every single one of you hotheads listening to this right now, whether this was your first Remember the Game or your 265th, thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it more than you know. Uh, Listen, if you liked this, maybe leave us a nice review, would you? I don't know. I'm not sure what they accomplished. The other shows ask for them, so I'm going to ask for them too. That'd be really nice. And if you want more of these... Oh, patreon.com slash remember the game subscription started just $3 a month. Three bucks. will get you two extra shows a week, expansion pass and game patch or five bucks a month. will get you four extra shows a week, Monday through Friday. You've got a new podcast to listen to. It's awesome. You also get access to hundreds of archived episodes. You can finally download them all on Spotify and view the backlog on Spotify. You can find that link at remember the game You can also join our discord, vote in our Patreon polls right into the show. DM with me, the Perks are, I mean, they're not endless. I guess that's false advertising, but the perks are good. Lots. There's lots of perks. And you help keep the bills on around here, which I appreciate. Uh, I'm on Twitch. You can find me over at twitch.tv slash member the game whenever I have time. Lately, I've been playing F099 on there. It's good shit. And we have a P.O. box. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Don't send me big gifts. Just shoot me a nice letter, a postcard. Let me know where you're listening. I'll write back if you include a return address. I've got a couple things lately that haven't had return addresses. I can't write back. But if you just send me one, I'll write back and we'll be friends. Okay? Um, Is that everything I want to plug? Oh, yeah. And our sale on our merchandise is running until the end of the month. So remember the gamepodcast.com. Save 20%. Good stuff. I think that's it. That's good enough. I will be back tomorrow for our patrons with Expansion Pass 179, my F-099 review, Game Patch on Friday where we'll get into all these Microsoft leaks, the Unity story, and whatever else is going on. And I'll be back next week with a whole other slab of podcasts, including Remember the Game number 266, which if the stars align and I have time to finish it, will be about Star Wars Jedi Academy for the original Xbox. Fuck yeah. I'm going to thank some patrons and leave. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to say thank you to them as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you in alphabetical order to 
a dude named Adam, A.B. Killen, Aaron Lawson, Adam Blank still has interviewed Mario Galaxy, Adam Blank's evil twin, Adam Martinet, On My Foot, A.J. McCurgy, Alex McIntyre, Alex R., Alex Ramos, Alexander Camps, Andre, Andrew Rodman, Andrew Wright, Andy Hudson, Angry Ticks, Antonio Echeverria, A-Town, Atrio Wormwood, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Ballsack Teabagger, Bearded Bastard, from Parts Unknown. Beaver Boy, Beef Dingleberry, Beers of War, Benjamin Atkins, Big Daddy Randall, Big the Cat, Biddy, Cuz 19 Blaine the Hoagie Man, Blobby Rogers, He B Money, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Brian Neese, Brian Richmond, Brian Weber, Bulla, Bulma Simp, Burt Macklin, Buy Me Bonestorm, C Spin, Cam Nelly 23, Can't Destroy Her, Captain N, Cesar, Chevy Boy 9211, Chozo, <laughs> Chorizo Nino, that's tough to say, Chris Fleury, Chris Holt, Hill, fuck, I suck at this, Chris Hill, Chris Williams, Christian Gabriel, Christopher Britt. Now my computer's frozen. Damn it. Chugger22, Cody Richardson, Cody Thompson, Colin Bollinger, Dakota Guy, Dan Fuselman, Dan of DNA Gaming, Daniel, Darth Skywalter, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Schroeder, DBXJ, Decoy Man, Dem Boys on the Roof, Denzalo, Digital Dave, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Doogie, Doug Dorn, Dr. Nightmare23, Jugs are bad, okay, Elephant Calves, Elijah Burns, E-Man Trucker, Eric James, Eric Hopewell, Esteban Navarro, Fallen Snow Kiku, Faded Sufferance, Flinny123, Franklin Badge, Fraser Burns, Frosty Bear, Frosty Fee 492 Fuzzy99, General Fury, G9PSX, Gabe, Glue Scappin, Graham Kennedy, Guy Who Does Things, Hegel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Hired Goons, who? Hitchy Poo, Holmes, Itchy Nutsaru, Ian, Ian, it must be Ian. Damn it, I don't know how to say that, though. E-I-E-N. How the fuck do I say that? Damn you. Isaias, it's OG. It's the Bigfoot. It's that nerd James. Jake Carter. Jamil Jamir. Holy fuck. Jamir Williams, James Clark, James Juan Francesco, Jeff Bergeron, Jimothy, Jay Callahan, Joe Buck, Joe the Sandman, John M. Watkins, John Woodruff, Johnny from Virginia, Johnny Zubu81, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Jordan, Joe Stone, Juris Dr. Mario, Just a Fish, Just Car Pranks, Kayach, Kevin Monroe, Kia Puff, Knife Goes and Guts Come Out, Laces Out Dan, Leroy Westrich, Liquor Like Luigi, Lord Longrod Von Hugendom II, Lord State Puff, Lotus, Lucas Valadez, Makeshift Mellow Magic Money, Mark Sneed, Matt Babineau, Matt Zeus, Maverick Marty, Max Lagroom, Max Sainden, Mellow Yellow 8787, Mercury 869, Mike Maloney, Mizuru, Morgan, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Musty Beetle, Nathan Tremblay, Nafe, Neil Cooper, Nerdy Hybrid, Nick Amos, Nick Creature, Nicola, Nicole, Nicole Aldena, No One Cares, Nothing Could Possibly Go Wrong, Occupied Ace, Oh My God It Froze, Oroku Saki's Gardner, Phil Lencher, Philip Ramsey, fill up my mouth with farts, Plow Kang, Postman, Quiet Place Queen, Radioactive Man, Raging Irish, Randy Barrage, Ray San Wontonga, Robbie Air, Ruben Elizald, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Perry, Ryan Whitcomb, Sabin, Sam Carpenter, Scary Terry, Scott Brooks, Scrub Tech 84, Sean Ramos, Shoeboxer, Sherrodic, Scissor Fist, Sleeper Hit, Slick Rick, Solomon Soto, Sour Goat Face, Squeak Nuts, Squints, Steve Dulp, Storm Beagle, Stud Still Smash, Ted Explosion, That One Kid Josh, The Big Deal, The Keegs, The Fletchman, Theodore, the Supreme Chosen Rizzo, Thomas Childs, Th oh my god, I suck at this, Thomas Smith, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Timothy Sabrinsky, Titan 420, Tom Houlihan, Trevor Leahy, Trevor McKee, Triple Tunable Power, Timmy the Ex Turtle the Exuberant, Timmy, fuck you, that's fucked up, Tyler Bauer, the Uncanny, Up and At Them, Works For Me, West Gen, Wolfgang Darren, Wolf Magic 21, Wyatt the Surgeon, Who's Not a Surgeon, Rose, Zach Shepard, Zamato, Zane, Donovan, Zogel 504, that was a rough batch of shoutouts, but we'll try to do better next week, Up and At Em, goodbye.